Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's message. My name's Aaron, and I'm on the staff team here at Eastlake. Everything we do around here depends on the generous donations of our local and online community. People just like you, who tune into these messages and see great benefit from living that idea that life is a gift and love is the point. So if you love what Eastlake is up to, we'd encourage you to contribute by going to eastlakecc.com. With that, let's jump into this week's message. Today, we hear from Jamal Rahman as he wraps up our series, Beauty and Wisdom. Please check the description for links to our quarterly Spotify playlist and guided meditation. My dear friends, I'm absolutely delighted to be back again for the third of the series. Uh, those who have seen you before will see that I have uh, cut my hair. I have let go of the long hair. I have uh, chosen not to overdo it. And these are some basic teachings of Taoism, which is spelt with a T. And that's what I'm going to talk about uh, today. And this, you might say, religion, this philosophy of Taoism, which originated in China uh, six centuries uh, before the birth of Christ, is embodied in this wonderful book, a classic called Tao De Ching. It's T-A-O. T-E-C-H-I-N-G. Very small, you can see. Just uh, 5,000 characters. But some people say it's the wisest book of all the holy books. Well, that's subjective. But we know for sure that it has sold as much, some say, as the Bible, as the Quran. Or, or, or close to it, it has been translated into many, many languages. So it's a very wonderful book. T-A-O-T-E-C-H-I-N-G. But pronounced like the T with a D. Dao De Ching. Six centuries before Christ. So uh, what does it mean? The word Dao, it means the way, the path. Te is has several meanings, power or virtues. And Ching means a classic. So altogether, it means a classic on the way of power, virtues, uh, living. And who wrote that book? No one really knows. But the thinking, the uh, historical Judgment sometimes is that it's a person named Lao Tzu. And Lao Tzu, which means uh, someone who is a wise master. And who was Lao Tzu? He was, interestingly enough, a, a mid-level government official, but very infused with incredible wisdom and compassion and it is said when he retired and he was crossing the borders the guard of the borders said sir i won't let you pass through until you write down for posterity for humanity uh, some words of wisdom the rumor is or the legend is he just meditated and in a very short time he came up with this five thousand characters Dao De Ching. Okay. 
So, what does the Tao really mean? Is it God? Is it, uh, is it spirit? Is it uh, divinity? There's a very beautiful uh, verse in Tao Te Ching which says, those who say do not know, and those who know uh, do not say. Another verse says, the more you talk about it, the less you understand. There's some other verses uh, which indicate that the Tao is actually feminine, which is eternal, infinite. It creates thousands of other worlds. So it has a divine feminine principle, uh, divine attribute of infinite creativity, possibilities. There's a verse which says, caught in desire, you see the manifestations. Talking about the Tao. Freed from desire, you realize the mystery. But mystery and manifestation, it arises from the same source. This source is called darkness. Darkness within darkness, the gateway to all understanding. So one aspect is this Tao that we talk about so endlessly, God, uh, spirit, divinity, it's so mysterious. There's a related point I would like to um, mention. It's about being and non-being. The verses say, we join spokes in a wheel, but it is the center hole, H-O-L-E, that makes the wagon, the wheel move. We mold clay into a pitcher or a jug, but it is the empty space inside, the empty space that makes it usable. We use hammer and nails and wood. We make a beautiful house, but it is the spaciousness, the empty space inside that makes it livable. We work with being, but non-being is what we use. Just be with that to get a sense of this incredible Tao that exists outside of us, uh, inside of us. It's always flowing. The question which arises for all of us is, how can I connect, bond, with the Tao, how can I have the, the Tao be channeled into me? How can I be in synchronicity with the Tao? Because the Tao Te Ching says, man follows the earth. Earth follows the universe. The universe follows the Tao, and the Tao only follows itself. So, the aspiration to connect in our language with spirit, with divinity, with Tao. How do we do that? 
In the Tao we say that there are several methods, but the two major ones is purification and silence. Can I do the work of cleansing my heart, overcoming my ego? Only I know what I need for my purification. You know, the same verses exist. Uh, Dawis say, knowing others, you become wise. But knowing yourself, you become enlightened. So knowing yourself, and this is critical, that I must know myself, I realize what I need to do to become more pure, more Christ-like, Buddha-like, Elohim-like, Krishna-like. It's the same as every other tradition. But I have to find out within myself. One point that Dawis make is that an important aspect of purification is minimize conflict and friction. I repeat, minimize conflict and friction as best as you can. All those dramas, melodramas, and meshing ourselves in trivialities of life. They're a barrier because only when become, we become purified, the Tao Te Ching says, does the radiance of the Tao make its home inside of me. So I must become very aware of the clutter of my thoughts. Which is why, again, in Taoism, you have the same technique, uh, which is called neti neti in uh, Hinduism, in Buddhism, in Islam it's called tauba tauba, where you realize that if I have difficult thoughts and I don't check them, it leads to negative imaginary scenarios. Monstrous scenarios happen, you might say, in my imagination, in my invisible realm. If that's unchecked, it has terrible consequences for me. Because, for two reasons, the subconscious does not differentiate between fact and fiction, between what is real and imagined. And everything in life is interconnected. What I'm thinking on the imaginative, imaginative uh, um, level or the invisible world, it's connected to this world. It has an impact. So very important that when I have these negative thoughts which give rise to negative feelings and negative imaginary scenarios, I do a spiritual intervention. Neti neti, not, not real, not real, not this, not that. Letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go. Which is why a very important aspect of purification is to let go and also forgive. Let go of grudges. We have to find out the best way, the best techniques, the best practices for purification. Silence is also very critical. Pure silence. Again, the Tao Te Ching says, when you become really still and quiet, that is when the radiance of the Tao makes its home inside of you. And you and I have to become aware of what are some practices that really enable me 
to really become deeply quiet. Of course, uh, I, I love the Sufi words, silence is not the absence of sound, it is the absence of the little self. Silence is the language of God. Everything else is a poor translation. Then when I am really able to purify myself and become silent, the Taoist masters say, realize that your thoughts have power. And the example they give, in fact, I was talking to a Taoist master, he says, if you take a, a piece of paper, let's say this paper, put it under the sun, it might, it might get uh, warm. But what happens if you put a magnifying glass next to the paper, this paper will burn. Why? Because of this concentration of the rays of the sun. Such is the power of our thoughts when we have purified ourselves. We have uh, practiced silence. There's some other aspects about how to invite the Tao is, of course, we must, we must have a good lifestyle, eat the right foods, that's very important. Uh, do, and this is critical in Taoism, do wonderful breathing exercises to be able to connect with the Tao and also to do exercises of those beautiful Tai Chi. You're familiar with Tai Chi, that comes from Taoism, where you invite the radiance of the Tao to flow within you also by doing these exercises. Okay, what else about Taoism is very practical for us to be aware of? One is, and this is very important in Taoism, that to invite the Tao within yourself, Please remember, a big problem human beings have is they tend to overdo. They don't know when to stop. And the examples given is, you know, you pour water into a pitcher. It fills up, but what, what happens if you keep on pouring it? It flows and spills over. You have overdone it. You bend a bow, the arrow will go further, but if you keep on stretching, stretching, it'll break. You sharpen a knife, of course it'll become sharper and sharper, but if you keep on doing it, it'll blunt and break. So a question for me, question for you is, in our lives, are we aware of us overdoing physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, everyone. Excuse the interruption for a quick minute. Uh, my name is Kristen. I'm one of the team members here at Eastlake, and we're so glad that you're joining us today on the podcast. Um, it's been so encouraging for us to hear stories from people all over the country and the world who are listening to these messages and resonating with this idea that we um, just keep saying over and over again, which is life is a gift and love is the point, and that we are all committed to being a beneficial presence in our own community. So thanks for joining us. I hope that that's resonating with you. Um, it's just really fun for us. So wanted to also say thank you to those of you who contribute this place. All of these things that we do are happening because of people who make consistent, um, even just small consistent gifts 
Um, it helps us plan. It helps us know that there are really people behind us who want this thing to continue. So thank you to those of you who do that. If you haven't had a chance to give yet, I would encourage you to maybe think about doing that if you find this beneficial in your own life. Um, to make a contribution, it's really easy. You can go to eastlakecc.com and there's a donate button there with all the info. So thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the message. The verses go on. If I'm very ambitious, very competitive, uh, the verses are, if you're standing on tiptoe, you're bound to stumble and fall. He or she who rushes ahead doesn't get far. He who tries to shine uh, dims his own light. Chased after money and security again and again, and your heart will never unclench. So knowing when to stop. This is in other traditions also. If you remember from Buddhism, the Buddhists say, you know, overdoing is like if you're drawing a snake and you overdo it, you draw legs onto the snake. You draw a beard on a eunuch. So I'm pausing here and ask yourself, in what areas of my life am I overdoing? I'll turn the page here. That's a, that's a, a very major component of realizing a, a primary problem human beings have. And I'm, I'm, I might be overdoing it, but uh, I'm, I'm re-emphasizing, please become aware of knowing when to stop. Okay, there's another point. Realizing that in this world of duality, there are opposites. We, we talked about this before. If some things are beautiful, other things become ugly. Some things are good, some things are bad. They're, they're opposite. High and low support each other. Long and short depend on each other. Before and after, they, they follow each other. So, can I become aware of that? And you might be familiar that it's a very famous symbol of yin and yang. In the yin, there is yang. In the yang, there is yin. And it is enclosed in the circle. It has many, many meanings. So if I am very happy, wonderful news, Jamal, be aware, because it's a world of opposites, in that is a germ of unhappiness. If I'm very sad, Become aware, in that is also a germ of happiness in this case. And also, a point we, have, we make again and again is that if you realize that there are opposites, it's a part of our the makeup of our world, it's a world of duality. You know, no matter how many beautiful words you speak, uh, wonderful uh, deeds you do, some will praise and some will blame. Become aware of that. Please be with that for a few seconds. World of opposites. Overdoing 
opposites. Uh, one more point, flexibility. Can I be flexible and be soft about that flexibility? You know, I love that Sufi saying, blessed are the flexible for they will never be bent out of shape. So today I thought, just to give you a taste, uh, number 76, if I remember, yeah, here it is. It's something about, uh, some verses about flexibility and being soft and supple. So Dao De Ching says, Men are born soft and supple. Dead, they are stiff and hard. Plants are born tender and pliant. Dead, they are brittle and dry. Thus, whoever is stiff and inflexible is a disciple of death. Whoever is soft and yielding is a disciple of life. The hard and stiff will be broken. The soft and supple will prevail. Can I be flexible? Soft, supple. So now, if I really understand all this, purification, uh, silence, some practices in nature like Tai Chi, but really purification, silence, understand the insight over knowing when to stop, realizing there are opposites, be flexible, if I do these practices, understand these insights, I become graced with what Taoists call Wu Wei. W-U-V-E-I. W-E-I. Wu Wei. What does it mean exactly? Uh, doing, not doing. It's a precious suppleness, a freedom. I, I think Christians would call it grace, which is earned. In Islam, it's baraka. An energy which comes into you when our ego and conscious effort yield to a power far greater than us. And that is why both Buddhists and Taoists uh, talk about doing, not doing. I'm doing, but actually it's a wonderful force within me that is doing it. Thinking, not thinking. But it requires all those practices, insights. That's when the radiance of the Tao comes into me and I become blessed with Wu Wei. A good way of explaining this is a classic story of, of a famous Taoist named Chuang Su who says, I know of a butcher who hasn't sharpened his cleaver, his knife, for 20 years. He has no need to sharpen his knife. He's cleaver. Why? Because he has Wu Wei. And when he cuts the bones of oxen, because he has Wu Wei, the blade finds the empty spaces between the bones. Because he has Wu Wei. Metaphorically speaking, if I run into walls, always conflict, conflict into walls, maybe I need more wu-wei because there are some 
invisible spaces in the walls. So just be with that, with this understanding of Wu Wei. You know, Dao Te Ching says, if I to, it says, if I have to summarize everything, I have just three things to teach you. Simplicity, patience, compassion. Simple in your thoughts and deeds, says Dao Te Ching. Simple in your thoughts and deeds, you return to the source of being. Patient, patient with friends and enemies. You accord with the way things really are. Third one, compassion. Compassionate with yourself. You reconcile all beings in the world. I repeat, this is a very critical one. Compassionate towards yourself. You reconcile all beings in the world. So can I keep things simple? Remove those clutter of thoughts, gently. In this, in this contemporary world, there is competition. Keep it simple. Uh, again, through a beautiful insight of the Taoists, they say competition is not competing with others. Competition is competing with the highest and deepest within oneself, and always in the spirit of play. Service. Understand service. Uh, there's wonderful lines in Tao Te Ching. It says, What is a good man? What is a good man but a bad man's teacher? What is a bad man but a good man's job? It goes on to say, If you don't understand this, you will be lost no matter how intelligent you are. You know, those lines about approval, which I, I love, comes from Tao Te Ching. Uh, the verses say, whose ever approval you seek, you become their prisoner. Just become aware of this simple law of the created world. Whose ever approval you seek, you become their prisoner. And I love that Islamic Sufi follow-up. Therefore, choose your jailers with care and deliberation. Okay. Patience. This beautiful book says, Will you have the patience to wait till your mud settles down and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving still till the right action arises by itself? I remember once at a, at a presentation, I was saying this, and then during the question-answer period, a person who studies Taoism uh, said, he, he said he was really, he liked the fact that I knew so many verses of the Tao Te Ching by heart. And I told him, because I meditate on those, it goes deep. And then he said, I do the same thing. And he quoted, in fact, one of my favorite uh, quotes from the 13th century sage Rumi, Islamic sage, who says also about patience. The patience 
shown by the rose to the thorn is what keeps it fragrant. The patience shown by the moon to the dark night is what keeps it radiant. So I told him I was really impressed with his <laughs> meditation on those verses. Okay, the third one. Uh, simplicity, patience, compassion. And the Tao Te Ching makes it very clear what is critical. Compassionate towards yourself. You reconcile all beings in the world. Jamal, you want peace in your family, extended family, community, society, nation. The first step and the most important step. Can you learn to be gentle, merciful, compassionate with yourself? You know, it's the Tao Te Ching which says, there is nothing as soft and yielding as water is. Yet for overcoming the hardest, there's nothing as powerful as water is. And water is the symbol of compassion. So it is critical we learn techniques of being merciful, gentle with myself. I always remind myself, Brother Jamal, with compassion, I do self-talk. If I do something which I'm upset about, uh, I got overly angry, jealous, resentful. Uh, I say, yes, of course, I must be taking, pra doing practices to overcome that, but it's okay. That's just your personality. Remember, it's nothing more than a bundle of conditioned reactions to life's circumstances. Yes, do the work, but do it with mercy for yourself of overcoming these ego attributes of anger, jealousy, whatever it might be. Because not only am I my personality, I'm also my divine spark. Allah's breath, Christ's nature, Buddha nature. So any technique you can find to be gentle and compassionate with yourself is a very beautiful practice. What else about quick, I'm looking at the time, very important in Taoism, nature. The most used word in this holy book is Tao. The second one is nature. And they ask everybody to spend time in nature, to be open to the delights of the wondrous beauty and the beautiful, incredible insights, learning we can obtain, glean from nature. You know, there's a wonderful verse in Tao Te Ching. It says, when people lose their sense of awe and wonder, that is when they turn to the institution of religion. And of course, as we always say, you can learn so much from nature because it is the holiest of holy manuscripts that Tao Te Ching says about humility. The sea is the sea because it lies lower than the rivers. A tree laden with fruits, it bows in humility. This is in many traditions. About inevitability of time. The Tao Te Ching says, when the season of autumn comes, no leaf is spared because of its beauty, no flower because of its fragrance. 
So it's a wonderful practice to be in nature, meditate in nature, send light and love to nature. And like Sufis do, Dawis also, they talk to nature. And these days in this contemporary world of planetary degradation, they tell nature, please, please forgive us. And it means a lot and send light and love to nature. And their practice is called tree meditation. You sit back against the trunk of a tree and focus on the roots of the tree. And the roots of the tree, they send their sap of vitality as they come up and go deep into your veins. And the top of the tree, which is where a lot of high consciousness is because the sun shines on that, it swoops down and envelops you. That's a, a tree meditation. So yes, spend as much time in nature, learn from nature, meditate in nature, and one final point, laugh a lot. Laughter also in Taoism, like in Sufism, is critical for a life well lived. So there's a very famous story of uh, three Taoist masters whose main teaching was rather than talk and preach, they would just go into congregations and towns and all three of them would put their hands up and just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. And, you know, people were skeptical and they were kind of cynical, but laughter is infectious. As some laughed, others caught on laughing and it became infectious and everybody would start laughing and that created so much of healing, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And one day, the news came that one of those three friends of those three Taoist masters was gravely ill. He was going to die. And everybody thought, this is no laughing matter. What will happen now? It so happened that the person who was dying, the Taoist master, he asked his colleagues uh, not to change his clothes, not to give him a, not to wash his body, but to put him in a public, I think you call it funeral pyre, where they, they, they cremate the body, but in those days they would put logs and, and put the fire on, but to do it publicly. And so, of course, you know, as per his wish, they didn't change his clothes, they didn't wash his body, they put him in that funeral pyre, they lit the logs, and suddenly there's a crackling noise. Then another fireworks, an explosion. What had happened was that, as they say, that that rascal, he had stuffed all kinds of fireworks inside of his clothes, in his underclothing. And so these fireworks kept, you know, coming up and people understood. And once again, they say, the celebration began in laughter. So my dear friends, as I come to the end of this series, let's keep it simple. As per Taoism, do everything you can to purify yourself. Practice silence. Learn when to stop, not to overdo it. Realize there are opposites in this world. Keep it simple. Be flexible. And if I may use those, if anything, those words, I have three things to teach you, says Tao Te Ching. Simplicity, patience, and compassion and please realize this life say the Taoists is a mystery keep it simple be patient be compassionate so maybe <laughs> I've gone over my time one last story of uh, Chuang Su 
who fell asleep and dreamt he was a butterfly. And he woke up and he was confused. Was he Chuang Su dreaming he was a butterfly? Or was he the, uh, was he the butterfly dreaming he was Chuang Su? Life is mysterious. So most of all, that last part, be compassionate with yourself. Be merciful. Be gentle. My friends, thank you so much for watching this series. And I will end with a favorite quotation I started off with. A quotation always said by the Prophet Muhammad. And I will end as a Muslim with this quotation by Prophet Muhammad who said, Jamal, when you arrived here, everybody around you was laughing and smiling, but you were crying and weeping. Live such a life. Live such a life that when you die and you're departing for the other side, everybody around you is crying and weeping, but you are laughing and smiling. I wish you such a life, my dear friends. And thank you so much once again. Blessings to you. Thank you for joining us. To make a donation, head to eastlakecc.com slash donate.